to my dearest friends at the Dragon's Hand. I respond to your summons with news that will likely disappoint you, but should excite you beyond measure, rest assured. No doubt your letter was intended to coax me out of my retirement into academia to re-enter the adventuring life for this mission. While the temptation is strong, the ravages of time inevitably bring an end to the adventuring life. My career with the university has been the stronger for it, and teaching, I find, is far more of an adventure than any I undertook in the old days. I have no regrets. What I do have is a student. A student who, though not without her flaws, is uniquely suited to the mission to investigate the wreck of the fathomless heaven. As her final lesson requires it, I shall be withholding the welcome packet so as to force her and whatever team she assembles to make their own way through this business. Do not begrudge me the desire to turn this mission into a teaching tool. It is who I am, and you will not be disappointed in the results she produces. On top of her intellect and relentless curiosity, she is also a sojourner of our divine Lord Gondolar, and her connection to the god of exploration and forgotten places will prove invaluable, I am sure. Further, I intend to provide her a piece of information regarding where and for whom to look that will give her a leg up on any other teams you may be sending. Before you ask, no, I don't intend to share. Yours in goodwill, Professor Everick. Hello, armchair adventurers, and welcome to Red Desert Roleplay, an actual play podcast where friends from across Wyoming gather to collaborate on an epic, interactive story. I am your game master, Aaron Volner, and hey, I've got a little disclaimer for you. If you are a parent of children under the age of 16, please do use discretion when listening to our show, as it is intended for adults and older teens. Now let's go ahead and introduce our players... Up first, it's Jerry Evans. Hi, I'm Jerry Evans, and I'll once again be playing Wilhelm on today's episode. Next up is Jessica Evans. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I'm playing the character Fausta. Next up, we have Jeremy Gomez. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. Uh, real stoked to be here. Um, I will be playing the character of Chip, the Hadral. And last but most certainly not least, we have Don Probst. Welcome back, everyone. I will be reprising my role as Tulin, the odd growl dwarf thing. Oh. <laughs> the growl raised by dwarves. Thank All you for right. clarifying that. <laughs> so... When we left off last time, the party had been officially assembled. Fausta had recruited the rest of you into her expedition to go examine the fathomless heaven as per the instructions of Professor Everick at the University of Talonas. And we've moved on a little bit. It's, it's the next morning following the Festival of Wings now. And Chip, you have had a pretty good night, you know, after 
signing on to the job with Fausta there. You were feeling pretty good. And you are on your way back to dock three by the mill there to your family's ship. But as you're getting close, you notice an ominous black cloud of smoke rising up. Oh, man, what, what, what is all this? Smoke on my boat? Somebody must have fell asleep when they were on watch. Oh, I guess I'm not sure. Hopefully it's not any of those, those undesirable heathens that are in town. I might, I might have to be a little bit apprehensive. I'm going to have to walk around and sneak up, see if I can't get closer to see what, what's going on on, this, on the boat. So as you sneak closer, uh, the ship comes into view and you see that there is a good portion of the ship that has caught a blaze. And your family's running around, they're fighting the fire, and they, they seem to be getting it under control, but it is definitely still raging. Oh, at this point, I'm going to get really excited and and start yelling and screaming and run, running over to see if I can't grab some buckets of, of water and try to help put out the, the fire. Maybe grab uh, some uh, of the tarps that are on the, the top of the carrier vessel and then just start swinging them to try to put out the flames. <laughs> this fire's horrible. <clears throat> Let's get this put out. Come on, family, we can do this. We can get this if we get, work on this. If we get this, we can work together. We can put these flames out. Come on, quick, faster, faster. We've got this. Chip, get over there. There's a big one over there next to the stern. Our family, I will. So I run to the back of the boat and I try to grab the, big, the biggest barrel I can find. And since... I'm a larger hydral. I pick up the barrel and I toss it at the flames. The, the, the big barrel splashes and bounces and, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to get the, the rest of that to go out. And I kind of soak my blanket, my tarp, and just start beating back the flames. All right. Give me a perception roll right quick. All right. Ooh, I did not make that perception roll. Okay, so you uh, get a little distracted because one of the porthole windows breaks open right in front of you and more flame and smoke starts pouring out. And I am going to do a quick roll on my end here. Okay, so uh, between the efforts of yourself and your family, you guys do finally manage to get the blaze put out and the ship is pretty heavily damaged by the time you guys <laughs> manage to get it out. I mean, it's, it's not beyond repair. You'll be able to get her in the sky again, but it's definitely going to take some extensive repairs to get it back up and uh, floating again. So one of your relatives walks up to you and he says, Oh, Thank goodness you got here when you did, Chip. We, uh, we were having a bear of a time trying to get this put out. Did you, did you see the guy? What, what guy? What, I, 
I just got here. What what happened? We don't know. We uh, we went out to to enjoy the festival, and when we got back, well, uh, Lardrig up there he'd he'd been knocked out cold, and and we saw that you know in the stern of the ship there was there was somebody rooting around in there like they were looking for something, and and then when he noticed that we'd spotted him, he he set the ship on fire, and well. You know, at that point, we just had to start fighting the flames, and we weren't sure what happened to him after that. We were hoping maybe you had spotted him on on your way in, but I guess not. What did he look like? He was a human, and he was wearing, like, a, a dark purple cape of some kind. Interesting. A purple cape. Should I go out? Should I run and see if I can't see, find him? Catch him and bring him back here and ask him why he did this? Well, I suppose you should. I mean, I don't know if he took anything, but if he did, it would be good to get it back. That makes me furious. I'm enraged right now. I could I could just grab him and bring him back here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go look. I'm going to go look for him. Purple cape, you said. Yes. Purple okay. cape. All right. So he throws down his the tarp that's still in his hand. He shakes he shakes off all the soot and he he turns and he runs and he jumps back towards the the dock and jumps the the edge of the boat, uh not even worried about the the distance between the the boat and the dock and he starts running down the the pier. So I think to find this guy it's going to be a tracking roll, probably. Now, refresh my memory. Did Chip take tracking as a skill? So, I've got, for my skills, I have search. Have search. Okay, now let me refresh my, because this is one of the little uh, oddities of the GURP system, is there are sometimes little shades of difference between some of these skills here. So, let me look at... Okay, so search would not apply in this instance. So we're going to do a tracking roll. Do do do, but since you didn't take the tracking skill, tracking defaults to IQ minus five. Oh boy. So Chip is going to roll against a six for this. Okay. I did not get it. I was not successful. Okay, so. Chip, you go running out off the pier and you look around and you don't spot anything right away, but you do see a group of people sort of uh, milling around off to the side over there. It's a group of dock workers who, you know, they their shift hasn't started yet, so they're just hanging around, you know, shooting the shit with each other, getting their... Uh, equipment on and everything hey hey you you guys over here over there hey have, have you seen a, a a gentleman running around with a with a purple cape i think he just set our our family's vessel on fire guy with a purple cape you said hmm well i mean i saw a guy with a cape but it was green it wasn't purple no, they're pretty sure they said 
purple cape. Hmm. Well, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Green cape went that way. Was he carrying anything? Yeah, yeah, he was carrying something. Uh, he was carrying this. I don't know. Looked like a like an urn of some kind. Had like this little designs on the side. He describes this object, and as he describes it, you realize it is the device that is holding the remains of your recently deceased cousin. Oh no, that's one of our one of our uh, salvation urns. I'm I'm gonna have to go go track him down. You said he went this way and he was wearing a green cape? Yeah, yeah, he headed northwest there. Thank thank you, good sir. Thank you. And I turn and I just start running that direction. Now, as Chip is running off to the northwest there, um, Fausta, I'm thinking that you probably decided you wanted to get an early start on today. Would that be an accurate assumption? Yeah, I think so. So I'm thinking you probably rounded up the rest of the team there and we're headed out to Docking Bay 3 to go see Chip's ship and introduce Chip to the rest of the party here. And as you guys are headed that way, you see Chip run past you through a connecting street. He just goes, zoom, zooming past. Oh, um, that's, that's our guy. Ex- excuse me, sir, Mr. Chip. No, wait, you're going the <laughs> wrong way. Are we oh. with her at this point? Yes, we're going to say okay. Wilhelm and Tulin are both there now. Do, do I notice her yelling at me? Um, good question. Give me a perception roll right quick. That roll is successful. So you do uh, hear her yelling at you. Ah, ah, Miss, Miss Fausta. Uh, I, I can't stop now. Uh, somebody has stolen my family's a salvation urn and I'm trying to 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 catch catch the thief and I I'm pretty sure they lit my boat on fire that I'm not sure why they would anybody would do that but he ran this way I'll, I'll be back wait no don't don't run yet chip slow down what's a salvation urn a salvation urn is what um our family puts our, uh, our, our dust in. When we pass on, um, we collect the, the remaining ash, the remaining dust from our, our crystals. Oh. That and this bastard. And Tulin takes off running the direction Chip was going. Chip, meet, meet Tulin. Um, he's one of the members of our expedition and he's, he's gone. Um, uh, uh, Wilhelm's going to step in and say, we can do introductions later. Let's try and help. And, uh, takes off. What are we looking for here? By the way, you should probably explain that to us. Wilhelm saying as he's running alongside. Well, apparently it was a man in a purple Cape who's now in a green Cape. And he's carrying a large uh, 
metal urn with a lot of designing markings on it. It probably smells like smoke. All right. I think Fausta is going to stand there like dumbfounded for a second, just um, very confused. And she just watches the whole party like disappear down the street. Is a uh, Vagnero with her? Hmm. Good question. Do you think she would have brought him on a errand like this, or would she had left him have left him at home? Um, I kind of see him being out with her. Okay. So I think she's going to look at him and be like, "What do we do? I I don't know what to do." It might be advisable to assist those that you have garnered into your employment, Miss Fausta. Loyalty is a uh, very helpful trait to have in a party such as yours. Right, but I I can't see very well right now. I'm looking for a guy with a green cape and... I don't even I don't even know what a salvation urn looks like. Hmm. Well, perhaps leave the seeing of things to the others in the party and lend your other skills. Right. Well, we should we should investigate. Um I kind of wonder if this would be a good opportunity for Fausta, I'm trying to remember, um, Gandalar is good at finding things that are lost, right? Yes, he is the god of, like, memory and forgotten places and things like that. Okay, do you think that finding, I mean, it's not a forgotten place, and it's certainly not a forgotten person, but do you think that Fausta could use her arcane magic or divine magic to try to locate this urn through Gandalar. Hmm. I'm going to say, give it a try, but roll it at a penalty of one, let's say. All right. Six, seven. Hey, I got that. Okay, so you call upon the spirit of your deity and you get like a, a flash in your mind. Um, you get the sight of this, this sort of seedy tavern looking place. And um, you kind of get the sense of somebody passing through it and you get to see like a glimpse of the outside of the building and it is a yellow brick building and it's got like a falling apart door on the front. All right. In that case, before I go running off to tell anybody, I'm going to look around my surroundings here and see if there's anything like that looks like it down the street or, you know, as far as Fausta's eyes can see. And you don't spot anything that fits that description. And meanwhile, I want to ask, do um, 
do Wilhelm or Tulin have um, the tracking skill? I don't remember. I don't think either of you do, but refresh my memory. Tulin does not. The closest thing I have is observation, which is not <laughs> that close. <laughs> okay. So you guys uh, are running ahead and you make it to an intersection. Um, just kind of a basic four-way intersection there. You look around, there's a, there's a number of people who are milling around, uh, getting started in their day. And they're all kind of like surprised, you know, these, you know, three guys come just like barreling into the middle of the, uh, intersection there. And they're like, ah, you know, <laughs> what are these guys doing? <laughs> um, Wilhelm's gonna just ask, have you seen anybody else run through here? Green or purple cape? With an urn. Oh. You know, I did see a guy with an urn, and this old man starts speaking. You know, that urn reminded me a lot of the urn that we kept my grandmammy in for so many years, you know. Except hers was white and pink, you know. Hey, did it remind you of what direction that guy was heading? <laughs> Oh, well, yes, as, as a matter of fact, uh, he was headed south from here. All right, uh, I'm just going to look at the guys and just nod and start heading south from there. Would that happen to be the direction from whence we came? Because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is uh, left from where you guys uh, were coming from. All right, taking a left down Albuquerque Avenue. Presumably. <laughs> Quick, this direction! After him! We have to catch him! We have to catch him! I have questions. So, what is Fausta doing? So, um, thankfully, she's got Vagnera with her, and um, she's going to, to be like, hey, come on, let's go, and start running the direction that y'all took off in <laughs> to try to catch up. All at the same time, like, hey, here's this tavern. Do you know anything about this place? Where are we going? So, uh, Vagnera says, I'm not familiar with it myself, Miss Fausta, although you may want to see if you can speak to Master Wilhelm about that. He is a local here, after all. Yes, but we need to find him first. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, go ahead and give me a dex roll, Fausta. Okay. Um, 13. I don't know if that's enough. Nope. I miss it by three. Okay. So you are headed in that direction, but you are not catching up with them. They are continuing to get steadily ahead of you. And speaking of getting steadily ahead, um, as you are headed south and south from where you were is sort of the, um, like the lower middle class district of the city is sort of the, uh, the working class district. So the buildings are getting a little rougher in the area that you guys are headed to. There's a little less ornamentation on some of them than what you might've seen, like in the grand market and uh, places like that. And 
there's a lot more people like walking the streets here because, you know, they're getting up, they're getting ready to go to their jobs, that sort of thing. And uh, a lot of them are kind of like glancing sidelong at you guys. It's just like these three people of wildly different species barreling down the streets. <laughs> We're chasing a man that stole his grandfather. Because Tulin's kind of getting his stories mixed up. <laughs> We're chasing a man that stole his grandfather's urn. Point the way. I also think he might have burnt my ship. Have you seen a gentleman? So, uh, one of the people walking by says, Yeah, I've seen a gentleman. He's up your butt. <laughs> Several of them start laughing at you. I'm going to be very upset at this point. Walk up to that gentleman and pick him up and toss him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do, let's see. Give me a... Let's see, what role am I going to use for this? Give me a brawling role. Did Chip take brawling? Um... Or hold on, I have your... No, okay, so what does brawling no. roll at for... Okay, so default just rolls at dexterity. So just uh, give me a roll against dex for brawling. Okay, roll against dex. I am not successful. So you try to grab him, but he sees you coming and he backs off. He goes, whoa! All right, mate. Just ribbing you. Well, you're not ribbing me in the right direction. I'm looking for a man that's that probably burnt my ship and stole my family urn. If you could be helpful next time, I wouldn't get up so upset. Hmm. Somebody who stole that, huh? He's probably going to uh, one of the taverns down there to fence it, if I had to guess. Well, then that is where we will go. Thank you, good fellow. I appreciate your time. Sure. Okay, so everybody give me a quick uh, dex roll. Ugh. Ooh, I smoked that. Six. I did not. Twelve. I got. I missed that by like two. Yeah. No, by four. Never mind. I can do math. Missed it by one. Ooh, I got it by five. Okay. So because uh, Wilhelm and Tulin are moving a little bit slower, the uh, forward part of the party isn't going quite as fast. And Fausta, you and Wagnera managed to catch up, um, or at least to where you're within shouting distance of them now. Okay. Um, Wagnera, I, th <laughs> I think I see them. Master Wilhelm? Tulin! Wait! I know where he is! Alright, uh, that's... Uh, Wilhelm responds to that and, uh, runs back to her to go, what? How? How? Where? How does it matter? Where? He, he's in a yellow tavern. It looks very unpleasant. You haven't been in many taverns, have you? <laughs> anyway, um, does this does this kind of 
how many taverns fit the yellow part of the description, uh, GM? So there's a particular section of the city in the southern uh, portion of it there that uses a lot of yellow brick architecture just because that happens to be what's available in that section. Uh, right. It was built during a particular period. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a well. I'm gonna tell Tulin and Faust to you know follow me. I I think I know the place. Uh, I assume at this point Chips made it ahead of us. Yeah, do you think Chip would just keep on going, or is he going to stop and consult with the rest of the party when Fausta calls out? Um, he's he's pretty excited right now. I think uh, he'll probably look back that direction. It might slow slow him down, but I think he's going to still continue to travel that that way. Okay. So are you guys going to try and catch him, or are you just going to head that way? I would like everybody to be together. All right, then Wilhelm's going to go, okay, let's go, let's go get Chip. Let's, let's try to catch up to Chip and uh, steer him in the right direction. Okay, so Chip, as you are running along, you notice out of the corner of your eye a man emerging from a store, and he is wearing a bright purple cape. Halt! You! Sir! Stop! I need to speak with you! Um, what? What? Uh, uh, hello? Uh, who, who are you? Well, my, my name is Chip, but that's, that's not why I'm here to talk to you. I'm, I don't understand what, what happened, but could you have been on my vessel or near my vessel, and did you possibly catch it on fire? Uh, I haven't set anything on fire, sir. It's, uh, I've been shopping all morning. Shopping for urns? Well, <laughs> no, not for, for urns. I've been shopping for costumes. I'm an actor. We're getting ready for a new show. What show? Well, it's the show of the, uh, the High Prince's. Failed love. It's it's a classic. I've never even heard of this classic you speak of. Well, well, you should come see it. It's quite good. Maybe I will. Thank you, sir. You have a good day. You too. I get frustrated, and I know he's probably pretty intimidated. So I'm I'm just gonna back off and realize this this isn't the right person. But I don't know how to leave. So I'm just going to turn around and, and try to walk back the other direction. Frustrated, I grab my, grab my head and just start rubbing my hand on my forehead. and I'm just really upset right now. And that is the state that the rest of the party finds Chip in when you guys catch up with him. And it doesn't look like we're anywhere near one of the uh, a tavern in this yellow brick district. Uh, you guys are probably a couple blocks away from the yellow brick district. All right. I'm going to grab chip and just go, Hey, let's, we, th we think we know where the guy's probably headed. Just, Not just think. follow me. We know. Okay. You know, 
You know, how, how do you know? I asked Gandalar. And Gandalar knows? Well, of course he does. Let's not waste time. Let's go find Gandalar. <laughs> uh, Wilhelm shakes his head and says, just come this way. And at this point, Wilhelm's also very winded. <laughs> this is not the work that Wilhelm usually does. Yes, we'll lead the way, Wilhelm. All right, he does that. He is way leading. <laughs> so as Wilhelm way leads into the yellow brick district, you guys are looking around and it doesn't take you long to find the spot where um, you're pretty sure this tavern is located at. It's a, a real divey place. Um, there's sort of like grime on the outside of the building and you can smell cheap spirits coming from the inside. I told you it looked unpleasant. It smells unpleasant too. That's like two dozen taverns in this town. It's a, called a tavern? Well, uh, tavern's a generous term. Uh, let's, let's just head in and see what we find. I hope we find my urn. Hulin just is tired of talking, kicks in the door, crossbow in one hand, smith hammer in the other, and just screams out, where's the fucking urn? <laughs> Bang. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Wilhelm is shocked. Oh, crap. <laughs> so the uh, early morning crowd at this tavern all kind of look over at Tulin and they just kind of grunt and go back to their drinks <laughs> except for uh, the bartender kind of raises an eyebrow and he says if you're dropping off another one you just missed him that son of a bitch wait dropping dropping off another one missed who guy who buys the urns you're not telling me you're coming here with an urn and not trying to sell, right? What? What's this guy? Which way did he go? Yeah. I don't know where he goes. Uh, I just know he's got a contact at the university that uh, he sells to. At the university? Yeah. Well, what's his name? Hmm. You know, uh... Can't seem to remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, might need something a little shiny to help jog it loose. I'm shiny. And, and Wilhelm goes, he's pretty good at shaking things loose. Right. So I, because since uh, I noticed that Tulin has his crossbow out, I pull out my axes and hold them up to the, by the sides of my face. <laughs> Does this help? Let's see here. So the uh, barkeep kind of snorts and he pulls out, you know, sort of the Verilon equivalent of the barkeep pulling out the, you know, shotgun from behind the <laughs> bar. He pulls out like this giant crossbow from behind the bar. He goes, ah, oh, please. And Faust is just like watching between the three three guys and this is where she interjects and she goes 
I'm sorry if you are hurting for money, but bribery is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So the barkeep looks at her and then he glances at the rest of the party and says, is she being serious right now? And uh, Wilhelm goes dead, dead serious. Um, Okay, listen, we just need to know where that urn went. It was stolen from him. It's it's family remains. This isn't just. It's kind of messed up. This happened, and I I'm just gonna slide some some money. Like, do we do we know what the currency is called in this world? Do you have a name for it? Hmm. We can probably just say gold. All right. Um. Wilhelm's gonna put like twenty gold on the bar and just go. Just help us out. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I was right. That does help quite a bit. Uh, I seem to remember that uh, the contact at the university, uh, he just he just calls him M.H. His name is M.H. I'm going to look at uh, Fausta and ask if that rings a bell. Does it ring a bell, Aaron? You give me an IQ roll right quick. All right. Four, eight, nine. I think I got that. Yeah, I got that by two. Okay, so you do seem to recall a fellow student that you've run into a few times uh, with the initials of MH. Uh, Her name is Meredith. All right. Meredith. Um, Cool. Yeah, I know someone with the initials MH. not to say that there's not thousands of MHs on campus, but what department is Meredith in? Erin, is she in like the same program as Fausta? Uh, Fausta Meredith studies botany. Studies botany. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think Meredith would be a good good place to start. So let's oh. let's go to the university. Well, and lead the way. Well, I I hear you're a local. You know the way, too. And as they're walking out, I think Faust is going to, like, dip her hands into her purse and, like, pull out a few gold and just push them over to the barkeep and go, I I hope this helps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the the barkeep, like picks up the coins and just kind of like raises an eyebrow and shakes his head as fast as walking out. <laughs> okay. So I assume you guys are headed to the university then. Yes. All right. So you guys make it to the university and um, how are you going to approach this? Are you just going to um, go to the department and wander around and see if you can find her. Are you going to try and talk to somebody and see if anybody's seen her? Um, I think going to the department and asking somebody is probably the best call. What do you guys think? Man, I don't uh, know. Chip, Chip is really unfamiliar with anything, so he's going to basically take your guys' direction. Um, yeah, actually, I'm I think Wilhelm's gonna just, you know, tell Fausa he he I I trust that you uh you may have the right idea here, so let's find this bitch. 
Well, we will we'll do our our best. I don't think that language was necessarily called for, but we, we're going to find him, Tulin. So, um, yeah, I think Fausta is going to look for. I imagine just like any open door with a faculty member inside, and just pop her head in and be like, "Hey, have you seen Meredith?" M.H. Meredith around today? So, um, the professor in question sort of pops their head up and says, Meredith? Do you mean Meredith Hallowhorn or Meredith Tunglestein? Hallowhorn? Oh. Well, I haven't seen her in a few days, but she has been spending a lot of time at the underground lab recently. Oh, okay. Um, could you just refresh my memory where the underground lab is? Oh, certainly. You, you go down the hole and down the stairs, and she describes going into this uh, little hatch uh, in the bottom of a staircase down there. Um, that leads into, there's sort of like a little street, underground stream that runs underneath the university. And so they've put some labs down there for different um, educational activities and research labs and things like that. All right. Well, thank you. We'll be on our way. And I think Fausta, since she's in her element, she's like happy to take the lead. Maybe she skips a couple steps down to the lab. When you guys get to the... Um lab door, Vagnera says, I believe I shall remain behind, Miss Fausta. It might be prudent to have a set of eyes here, just in case Miss Meredith decides to leave or is not there and arrives. Very good thinking, Vagnera. We'll, we'll take it from here. Thank you. Okay, so go ahead and give me a perception roll, everybody. Nailed it. Ooh. Same, right on the nose. Yep, I got Rolled a, it exactly. I got a six out of ten. Yeah. Bang. All right. So as you guys descend down into the lab, you can uh, you can hear the babbling of the underground stream, and you get that sort of uh, musky, damp scent on your noses as you come down. But you also catch the sound of voices echoing from a room deeper inside and you can tell that the um, like most of you can tell that the voices are not particularly happy. Um, but Wilhelm, you are able to pick up a man's voice and it is saying, you can't back out on us. Now we had an agreement and I think it's been very lucrative for you. Hasn't it? And you hear a woman's voice saying, I can't, I can't keep doing this. This has to be the last time, okay? It's the last time when I say it's the last time. All right. Um, as quietly as he can, um, he's going to kind of slap Chip to get his attention and just, you know, gesture like, take this door down. This is where they are. All right. Chip's going to get up stretch a little bit and get ready get back and give that door a big old boot give me a strength roll chip oh four smoked it 
Yeah. Whoa, okay, we have our first critical success of the campaign. So Chip, you boot that door and the hinges just come popping right off of the door. It goes like flying two feet into the room before it finally falls flat. And you can see um, there are four people in the room. There is a young woman there and there are three men and they all sort of turn and look at you as the door comes crashing down. And the um, guy who appears to be the lead man, he steps forward and he says, hey, this is a private party in here. I'm going to say, by the god of Thessaline, I am here to collect my family's urn and bring those that burnt my ship to justice. So the, uh, see, I'm going to do a roll for this. Oh, interesting. Okay. So not seeming to notice the rest of the party, just having his eyes fixated on Chip, the guy reaches under, he pulls a short sword out from under his uh, coat. And he says to his other two guys, hmm, looks like we may be getting a double header today, boys. Get him. Oh boy. So we are going to roll for initiative right quick. Everybody give me a dex roll. Nine. Five. I, I rolled a 12, so I rolled over by two. I made it by one. I got a nine out of 10. I got a nine two, of 12. Two and Chip, you said you rolled a five? Yes, sir. Okay. So it looks like the bad guys are going first. So the lead bad guy is going to take a swipe at Chip here. And uh, he does succeed. Chip, how will you defend yourself? All right. Well, um, what is he attacking me with? Uh, he's just slashing at you with a short sword. Okay, I'm going to dodge. All right. Success. Okay, so you dodge out of the way, and the next guy is coming after you as well. He's got a knife, and he's just like, ah, stabbing at you. Oh, dang, yeah, he succeeds too. So how will you defend this one? Um, let's see, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, dodge too, because I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about these guys, and I, I'm really not used to conflict in, with weapons. Uh, I missed it by one. Okay, so he does manage to get a hit in on you. Do Let me pull my damage table up here. Do, do, do. He does get a hit in on you, but uh, he has his knife held at a weird angle and it doesn't actually do any damage. It just kind of like bounces off of you. Which makes it the last bad guy's turn, and he's also determined to try and get Chip. Okay, so you have to defend one more time. Ooh, got it. Right on the nose. All right, so you dodge out of the way and his knife misses. And that brings it to Chip's turn. All right. <laughs> well, being that they're swinging at me, I'm going to go ahead and swing back at them. I've got two hatchets, so... Uh... My handy-dandy um, cleaving hatchets from uh, 
my uh, trade. So I'm going to go ahead and start swinging my hatchets at him. Success. Okay. Let's see. And give me, make sure you do two roll because you have to, for um, dual wielding and GURPS, you roll once for each weapon. Both were successful rolls. All right. And which one are you going after, the lead guy or one of the grunts there? Yeah, I'm going to go off after the one that, uh, that attacked me first with the short sword. Okay. Do he miserably fails to defend himself? Let's see. Give me a roll for damage. To do which for chip means you are going to roll one die and then subtract one from it. Okay, roll one die and subtract one from it. Five. All right. So you managed to give him quite the cut there, and he ah, grabbing at this cut that you've given him, which brings it to, let's see here, Tulin and Fausta had a tie to do, but Tulin has the higher basic deck score, so we're going to say it is Tulin's turn. Tulin is going to crossbow uh, the talker in the face. And I made the roll by four. Okay. He does not succeed at getting out of the way. And let's see. Uh, if we're crossbowing to the face, there's not really much chance of surviving that. Do I need to do a damage roll for that? Um, doo -doo. No, we're going to say he's pretty much down now. Oh. So he falls over, which brings it to Fausta. Um, how many more are there? There's two? Yeah, there's two. So let's see. I th think I'd really like to not kill anybody else since this is like at the university. So I think Fausta would like to use her rapier to like disarm them. Okay. So let's see. Let me roll that real quick. I got that on the nose. Okay. So you swing the sword and you do successfully disarm the guy, which brings it to Wilhelm. All right. Uh, I think uh, I think Wilhelm's glad that he didn't forget his medication this morning because uh, <laughs> this is stressing him out. So he's going to do his best. Uh, he's going to roll for diplomacy. <laughs> and he's going to go. He's going to basically go. This doesn't need to continue in violence. Surrender now. Give us what we want. And nobody else has to get hurt. So. I rolled a five, so I made it by ten. Okay, so the uh, remaining two thugs there are very much persuaded, and they throw their uh, throw their weapons down. Well, the one who still has a weapon throws his weapon <laughs> down, and <laughs> they kind of put their hands up and get down on their knees. They go, oh, 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 please, we, we was just following orders. Well, those... Were some pretty bad orders to follow. Stealing people's remains, and uh, and lighting their boat on fire. What is wrong with you? Well, what's the law in town regarding uh, desecration of remains or 
or stealing of remains? How do they handle disrespecting uh, the remains of the dead here in the world? So in um, in the kingdom of Verathi, where you guys, which uh, of which the island of Talonis is part of its territory, um, for a first offense, uh, it would be a few months in jail, probably. Okay. Well, um, I guess, well, I, I suppose I should have rolled for that since it is covered under law, but I was basically going to start spouting out like, hey, like... This is some nasty business to get involved in, and especially if somebody in this room is a student, just bring up, you know, and this could be immediate, uh, immediate, uh, expulsion. So, speaking of Meredith, she, uh, she kind of looks at Chip and she says, Oh, oh no, this was one of your family? Yes, this was one of my family. I'm not very happy that you would choose to steal from me and then light my boat on fire. They lit your boat on fire? Oh, no. Oh, oh! I didn't mean for any of this to happen. You should have thought of that before you hired these, these, these horrible people. Oh, oh, it didn't start out that way. I... I just, I was just trying to, I was just trying to make up for what I did. Meredith, what did you do? Oh, well, my, my graduation project was coming up and, and I wanted to do something, something that would help people. I wanted to, to try and make things better. And, and the department has noticed that, that the, growing capacity of our local soils has been decreasing over the last few years, so I, I wanted to do something to help people gr grow more of their own food on their, on their properties, and, and so I was trying to, to develop new fertilizers, and, and well, my, my project ended up doing the exact opposite. Everywhere we put it, it, it just destroyed the, the local soils. And a lot of these families were, were going hungry, and, and so I needed to do something to make it right. And I, I, I met a, a hadral who was, who was attending here, and he said that you know, their remains were, were an excellent soil additive, and, and he knew somebody who, who, who had put that in his will, that, that he wanted to be used as, as a soil additive for, for a family garden. So, so he, he brought the remains in, and we used it for one of the families, and, and it seemed to work. It seemed to be bringing it back. And, well, the other families that had agreed to be my test subjects, they, they heard about it, and so they started coming to me, and, and they wanted the same treatment. And, and, well, there were only so many volunteers that I was able to find out about, and I, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but there was... There was this man that a friend of mine had had run into in a tavern, and and she said that that he might be able to get me some some extra hadral dust, and and so and so I I talked to him, and and he agreed to get me what I needed, but but then he told me after the fact how much his services were going to cost, and and there was no way that I could ever pay that, and. So he told me that there was another way I could work off the debt if, if I could just find him 
buyers for the dust. If he got me more, I could find people to sell it to. And so, and so I started selling some of it, and, and I was making headway. I was about to pay off my debts, and then, and then the Varnison family's son got sick, and, and they blamed it on my project, and, and I had to, I just had to cover the little boy's medical expenses, and... I just kept getting deeper and deeper, and and they wouldn't let me. They just wouldn't let me stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she just breaks down crying at that point. This person you met in the bar, is it him? And points to the guy with the crossbow bolt in his face. Well... He wasn't the one I met initially. The, the one I met initially, that's his boss. Good enough, I suppose. Oh my goodness, this is such a mess. Okay. Where's the urn? Is Where's where's Chip's cousin? Oh, I, I have a storage locker back here that I, that I keep them in. They, uh, they took the key from me. They've been just putting putting urns in there when they when they find someone i think they already put him in there um wilhelm's gonna take this moment to to talk to chip and go is is this a under different circumstances is this a normal practice is this how the uh hadral actually prefer to uh inter their their dead yeah I mean, we 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 don't believe in burial. I mean, uh, when our when our uh, family members pass on, they just dissolve into to dust, and we keep the dust because it is a part of ourselves. It's part of what we what we were and what we will grow into. So we keep it. We keep the the burial urns as is a rem- a reminder that. Um, as they are now, we will be eventually. Well, you learn new things every day, and and uh, Wilhelm's just kind of still taking in everything that just happened there. It's been a while since uh, he's been mixed up in any crazy, crazy fights or violence, because it's been a while since he's been out, you know, on ships and on uh, expedition, so... Whew, this is different. Ulan approaches one of the stooges, crossbow recocked, aiming it haphazardly at his face. So tell me, do you have any family? A wife, a mother, a sister? Um, uh, I've got a brother. How do you think your brother would feel if someone were to just take you away? Um, bad, I'm guessing? Probably so. So then why would you willingly inflict that pain on other people? We figured they was already dead. It's not like people were going to miss him more than they already were. So if someone were to, say, disinter and defile your mother, you would be totally and completely okay with that? Well, I didn't think about it like that. Of course not. Thinking certainly does not appear to be your strong suit. 
And the other one goes, got that right. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Do you have family? Would anyone miss you if you went away? There are plenty of women around this city who would miss me if I went away. Wilhelm just, like, says, don't say it, don't say it, in his head, and he's just like, oh, shoot that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, yeah. That's... But he doesn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's quite interesting. So in your case, you don't even have to lose all of you, and people would be sad. You just have to lose one tiny, tiny... Little part. And Wilhelm goes, and the, Tulin? <laughs> and the crossbow just drifts down. I would like to remind everyone that we are still at a university and law and order still preside. Yeah, Tulin, there's, it's already going to be a logistical nightmare cleaning up that mess. And pointing at, and you know, he points at the, the dead guy with the cross bolt, crossbow bolt in his face. So, are you saying that simply because someone is at a university, they're not a useless piece of shit? Uh, I'm saying a useless piece of shit isn't worth us all going to jail, and uh, and our esteemed uh, compatriot here. Any gestures to Fausta? Um, losing her place here at the university. I've lost my family. My family was forcibly taken from me by slavers. And many of my adopted family has been forcefully taken from me by slavers. People assume that just because my reptilian anatomy does not allow me to pronounce S's very well, and that I attempt to be polite, that I'm a pussover. I assure you, I am not a pussover. And you've proven that. So I will let Zahedral decide, since this is his family. Hmm. I say we take him to the courts. Let the courts deal with him. I don't want to look at him anymore. Meredith? Tulin, Tulin pats him on the shoulder and says, You are a very good man. I shall help you fix your boat. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Meredith, if you don't mind getting the, uh, the locker opened. Okay. All right. Well, I've never had to report a dead body or illegal activity. On campus before. Clearly it was self-defense. He attacked your friend. This is true. He did attack me. Wilhelm just uh, kind of just mentions, hey, like, it's not going to be too, um, it, it's not going to be that complicated. Um, there are plenty. Ah, how is he trying to put this? Like, there's there's not precedent for this happening. That's not what he's trying to say. He just says, we'll get through that process easily enough. I, I know who to talk to. So let's, let's go. And, uh, and I promise I will not shoot either of these guys. And then you. he kicked, 
then he kicks the bragging one in the balls. <laughs> what? I said I wouldn't shoot him. <laughs> All right. We should tie them up. Very well. Chip, you have your urn back. We're here on campus. I don't mean to be crass, but since we're here, I think we all should go talk to my advisor so that we all can ask questions about the mission and what exactly you all signed up for. How does that sound? Absolutely. I think I can get behind that, yes. I like a good plan. Just a second. And Tulin pulls the crossbow bolt out of the guy's face. Said, this is my property, thank you. Well, this is certainly a way to do introductions, so I suppose we can get to know each other on the way to the professor's office. Um, anyways, Tulin, meet Chip, Chip Tulin, Wilhelm T uh, Chip, Chip Wilhelm. You know, I assigned you all, I invited you onto this mission for a reason. And while I'm not entirely sure where you fit in this in this anymore, given today's events, but we'll we will get this figured out. Let's go. And I assume that she's saying all of this while they're walking to um, her advisor's office. So I'm going to say that uh, this conversation happens as you guys are getting back to the um, the hatchway leading up to the main part of the university. And you guys pass by uh, Vagnera waiting there at the hatchway, and he says, Given what I heard below, Miss Fausta, I have taken the liberty of calling upon a few of our associates among the local authorities. Thank you. Yes, there's um, one um, brigand didn't survive the encounter. There's two others tied up, and we have a very distraught student on our hands, if you don't mind taking care of this for me. Of course, Miss Fausta. Thank you. One of them probably will need an ice pack. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I would like to go see Professor Everick. Okay. So, the party makes its way to... Professor Everick's office, and um, are you going to, so Fausta, are you going to knock or just walk right in? Well, considering I have like a group of people, I'm going to knock first. Okay, so you hear Professor Everett call out from inside, oh, it's unlocked, come inside. All right, I'm going to open the door. Hello, Pres Professor Everett, I hope you're not busy. I've uh, brought the team that I've assembled to meet you. Oh, excellent, excellent. And uh, you see Professor Everick is, he's kind of bent over going through some old files in a cabinet there. And when he stands up, uh, he has, I remember last time uh, he w had that little um, deal that you'd seen before, like the, it looks kind of like a lion's mane dyed red that was mm -hmm. hanging on the back of his chair. He's actually wearing it as you walk in <laughs> when he stands up from there. and. So he uh, takes it off and goes and hangs it on the back of the chair again. And says, ah, so this is the team you've assembled, yes? Yes, it is. Um, why were you wearing your 
the main. Oh, this. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a silly thing, really. I'm, I'm a member of a, and he does like air quotes when he says this, <laughs> of a secret society here on campus. Uh, we call ourselves the Red Mains. It's a, it's a society honoring a, uh, a very, very old scholar from the time before the fog. He was an Ermalulu wise man by the name of jo Master Jopharim the Wise. Uh, he traveled all over the land dispensing wisdom to any who needed it, and supposedly he dyed his mane red so as to make himself more easily spotted by those who might be in need. He is uh, more commonly known in many texts simply as the teacher, for his uh, name was rather difficult to pronounce in certain tongues. Oh, is there a class on him, or is this, like, not common knowledge? Oh, he's not that well known outside of the society these days. Hmm. So, does everybody in your society wear red manes, then? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the manes are more of a lark than anything else. We wear them at official society meetings and that sort of thing. Oh, I see. Meaning no offense, sir, but would it be all right if I inspected this mane? I've never seen anything quite like it. Oh, certainly. Uh, just do be careful with it. And so Everick uh, takes it off the back of the chair and kind of tosses it underhand to Tulin. I, I apologize for the interruption. Please continue, sir. So, tell me, Fausta, what progress have you made? So... This is my team. We have Chip, who is very good at wielding dual axes. Um, I imagine he he would make a fine bodyguard. I'm I'm sorry. It's been a very crazy morning, Everett. Could you just remind me what roles I was supposed to assign to everybody again? <laughs> oh yes. Well, you will of course need. Um, a mechanic of some kind to man your ship. Uh, you will need a crew. And I did suggest that you bring some form of protection with you. Right. So, chip protection. Tulin. Tulin seems very mechanically gifted. And then there's Wilhelm, who has graciously offered to um, provide us with a crew. I see. My. <laughs> I knew I could count on you to get through this project quickly, Miss Fausta. <laughs> well, what is your next step then? Well, at this point, it sounds like we're going to have to find a ship, because uh, our good friend here, outside of his uh, ability to chop things down, also um, had a ship, has a ship still, but... Um, was recently vandalized and is in need of repairs. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure what our timeline is on this. And Tulin is a very impressive engineer over here, but I'm not sure that means that this can be turned around in an inordinate amount of time. But once we have a ship, we've got some of the best, the best crewmen you could probably ask for. I see. So yes, we need to find a ship, um, and I, I'm just 
curious, do you have any resources that I could use to study up on the Fathomless Heaven and its original purpose? Well, I did quite a bit of digging on that after the ship initially launched. I'm afraid if you're going to find the ship's true purpose, you're going to have to find it on board. However, I have prepared a bit of information about my uh, friend who set sail on there. I'm sure he's the one that you want to look for. What's your friend's name? And that is a good question. Let's roll the name dice here. Do -do -do. His name was Professor Xavier. All right. What was his initial role on the ship? Well, he signed on as a research scientist. Uh, to be honest, I have a difficult time remembering exactly what his project was, but uh, he was one part scientist and one part mage. And I do seem to recall that... Uh, his research involved the uh, the travel element of the, the Fathomless Heaven in some way. Uh, perhaps it's something to do with the ship's speed. Uh, I don't recall. Well, to be honest, when he'd get to talking about the technical aspects of his work, I tended to sort of uh, tune him out, as it were. Ah, uh, I see. Is there anyone else that he used to speak to about such things? Well, anyone else that he would have confided in would have been on the ship with him. That's the same. Indeed. Well, gentlemen, this is your opportunity to ask any more questions that you see fit. Yeah, so um, as I understand, there is an awful lot of dispute right now between High Perch and... Uh, the the Varathi government about who has jurisdiction over even getting on board the Fathomless Heaven. Uh, what's what's the what's that look like right now? Well, my understanding is that right now the Farathi and the Aurai are uh, jointly attempting to keep anyone else away from the wreck. They've called a number of skyships out and have blockaded the area where the Fathomless Heaven reappeared. I'm not entirely sure what their plan is for actually sending investigators to the wreck, which I think explains the Dragon's Hand's interest in all of this. Hmm. Well, that's gonna... Even if we get a ship, I mean... I mean, I'm pretty good at sweet-talking people from time to time, but this could be a quite a challenge is do we you don't you wouldn't happen to have any leads on uh the officials that you know any specific uh individual officials that may be managing this blockade would you hmm well i can't be certain but i did hear from a friend of mine that one commander archer has been pulled off of uh, normal patrol duty for something rather unexpected, uh, but it wasn't actually explained what. Uh, my intuition tells me that they might just be the one signed to this blockade. Um, do I know Commander Archer? Mm, let's see here. Do -do -do. I'm going to give it a roll for this. Okay. Let's see. Ah, you, um... 
So Wilhelm, you are familiar with Commander Archer, and Commander Archer back in the day really liked you. Aw. I always liked Commander Archer, too. Good old Archie. He hated what I called him that. <laughs> All right, so um, Wilhelm just says, oh, well, I might be able to use that to my advantage. It's been a minute since I've caught up with uh, good old Archie there, so... All right, that's a good place to start. All right, so we need to talk to Commander Archie, and I don't, I don't imagine it's going to be a problem getting aboard this vessel. I have always admired your confidence, Fausta. Fausta like preens a little bit. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you for your time, Professor Everick. I can't think of any other questions I have for you at the moment. Um, I will be writing you with updates, but I think that we should try to leave it the sooner the better. I agree. It'll only be a matter of time before uh, the officials decide to board the vessel, and who knows what information might be lost when they do. Yes. It was a pleasure meeting you, uh, Professor Everick. And you. Thank you for allowing me to inspect this main. It is quite remarkable. Oh, yes. They do manage to make them quite soft, don't they? And uh, Everick sort of takes the main, kind of strokes it fondly there, and then hangs it back up on the back of his chair. Well, I think we shouldn't uh, take up any more of your time. We have... Uh, Sounds like time is of the essence for us as well. We've got to find ourselves a ship or see what it's going to take to repair Chip's ship over here. Make sure the rest of his family's okay, right? Yes, please. Let's get let's get on our way. Thank you. Very well. It was nice meeting all of you. All right. To Chip's ship. 